Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Yeah. Empire. Thoughts you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy. And the homie Will T is missing. He's out today, but you know, it's for a good reason, man. Good, uh, Big ups to my man, Will T. And also, we are part of Empire Media. What's going on, Ray Jeezy? Brother, it is zebras on the loose in my hood. What do you mean, zebras? Isn't that crazy? What? Are you serious? I know you, you might be used to that, the live animal stuff, but... <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> bro. That's the most ignorant thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> what? I'm not used to no live animals. Regardless of what TV tries to put out there about Africa, I'm not used to no wild animals, bro. <laughs> Africa has cities. Um, yeah, man. I'm tired, man. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. All is well. I mean, I'm, I'm breathing another day. Um, so, you know, that's a blessing. Um, you know, and you know what I'm saying? And, huh? Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, even college football, we haven't even talked. I mean, that's not on the docket, but you know, the foot is football is here, you know, all the way around, you know, so it's dope. And, and truth be told, be real with you in a couple months from now, we'll have basketball season. You know, it's just like basketball season just ended. Now it's like, it's back up. So. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see HBCUs getting more shine, that too. More spotlight on television. The Jackson State game was not the best in terms of entertainment, mm-hmm. but if you are just a fan of football, you enjoyed that game. Deion Sanders' son actually is very talented. I'm excited to see him mm-hmm. grow as his career um, progresses. No doubt. You know what? I get hyped to see um, because I was I followed him while I was younger um, at Howard University as a quarterback, Jay Walker. When I see him on TV, I get boosted, man, because I I feel like if he had a fair shake, I know we're going off topic, but it is what it is. If he had a fair shake to get, I know he got into the NFL, and I know I think he was drafted by the Minnesota. He was on the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings squad, but. If he had got a fair shake to be a starting, I mean, getting an opportunity to compete for a starting job in the NFL, I just felt like he had the skill set uh, to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Not to he say like he'll be a Hall of Famer, on, huh? Gotta try to get him I know, on. man. I would I love to. His his Twitter handle is not very active, but obviously when he's calling the game, he's there. Yeah, he only has a little over three thousand something. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he'll be responsive. But yeah, Jay Walker, if you're listening, brother. We would love to have you on the show. Definitely, man. Definitely. Hey, Empire uh, Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Conn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Conn and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. 
This show can also be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. We'll see what you know, we'll tell you what normally say this, you know what I'm saying? Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll preview the Washington football team's season opener against the L.A. Chargers. At 8.30, we'll talk about the WNBA top 25 players' all-time all uh, list, which is called the W25. Finally, we'll make our week one NFL picks. All right, let's get right into it. Sunday, in their, in their season opener, the Washington football team takes on the L.A. Chargers. In terms of Washington, what will you be looking for in the game against the Chargers? Well, you know me. I don't want to beat a dead horse or, in this case, for today's sake, a dead zebra. <laughs> I've, I've been saying this constantly, even on our other pod. It's running the football, and it's converting on third down. Mm-hmm. And both of these areas come back to one person. That's your offensive coordinator, Scott Turner. It's going to be interesting to see if Washington can put together a complete four quarters. They look good at times in preseason, but this is going to be the first time where the starters are going to be playing normal minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be fun to see Ryan Fitzpatrick with his new weapons looking like Curtis Samuel may or may not play. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But regardless, you got a lot of talent on that offensive side. I would love to see them control the clock, keep Justin Herbert off the football field. And you have to do that by running the ball and also, again, converting on third downs, especially third and shorts. That's what I'm going to be looking for. I think it goes down to uh, something you you stated um during the preseason and you know we it's all I guess it's all it's all you know con- um, connected to Scott Turner but it it's it's all about finishing drives right we saw a lot of it last season um during the regular season when Alex Smith was the quarterback and we saw the same thing a little bit in the preseason um with well not a little bit we saw it a lot in the preseason with uh Ryan Fitzpatrick so it gets back it gets down to the to, to what's the cause is it, is it quarterback play or is it you know game you know or or is it the OC and again, it's hard to go off of that in preseason, um, but that's still some a trend, right? It's a trend that you saw in the last season, you saw last season, and you saw in preseason. So that's something that I will be looking for. Um, and also, um, the play of, of of say like the running game. I think it's important to see if this running game is going to be what people expect. Is Gibson going to be that guy? You know, a lot of people are believers that this guy could be a top a top ten running top ten running back. Will he set the tone and be that guy? That's a great question because he has the talent. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is we all talked about the Mike Greenberg segment where he yeah. picked Washington football to be the surprise team of this season. And Antonio Gibson is one of those reasons that he mentioned, mm-hmm. which shows that people are recognizing what he's capable of. But I'm hoping that he'll be able to stay healthy. That's my biggest concern. But if he's not healthy, it's next man up. And yeah. if there's one thing that I'm excited about with this team is depth. Mm-hmm. I feel as though all across the board, defense and offense, this team has depth, so if someone gets hurt, which is inevitable, mm-hmm. there's going to be injuries. you got to have a, a, the next man up approach. And I'm hoping that Ryan Fitzpatrick will utilize McKissick and Gibson out the backfield in the passing game because we know that's critical to your success, too, if you're the Washington football team. Uh, okay, so I read – I mean, um, I post, we posted this question on our social media platforms. Uh, this is posted on Urban Sports Scene on Twitter and also our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Uh, Mr. Wu One. On Twitter, uh, po- uh, tweeted, I'm going to be looking for the 
offense to put together. Lose, I mean, long long scoring drives, pick up third downs, run the football, run the ball off to negate charges, pass rush from teeing off on us, looking for our defense to provide more quick pressure on Herbert and consistently stop uh, consistently stop their run game. What do you think about that, Ray? Mm. Um, I think it's a lot. I mean, what do you think about that, Ray? I'll let you talk up, chime in on that before I. Before well, I chime of in. Of course, this is a defensive football team, correct? Yeah. So I'm not shocked by any of what is being said out there. I've read a lot today. I've been on social media mm-hmm. quite frequently because I'm looking forward to this first game. And all of the fans, all of us who, of course, are content creators, we are chiming in because we think that this team can be a potential contender for the Super Bowl. I saw you put that. Mm-hmm. I said NFC Championship game. I don't think they'll go beyond that. But still... That says a lot, and it's largely because we have faith in this defense that has stars up front. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to say it again, stars. And, you know, shout out to our, what do you want to call it, our um, our stable mate, John Kime. He put out the the article about the Herbert versus Chase Young de- yeah. kind of a debate. I know mm-hmm. it's just for fun, and he, he loves Chase Young, and so do I. There's no debate there. Chase Young is the future of this organization, mm-hmm. and I think that he's also the leader on the team, and this team kind of goes with him and, and what energy he brings. So I'm looking forward to seeing him set the tone. If he can do that, get pressure, create havoc, this is going to be a great day because, again, he's going to get the entire team pumped. But if Chase Young starts slow, it's going to be difficult for, I think, the rest of the team to get going. And I, I, I actually anticipate that it's going to take some time for this team to jail. I don't expect to see the finished product mm. on the field this first week. And that's on the dif- defensive side of the football as well. I think it's going to take a little time as this season gets, gets kicked off. The difference, though, between this year and last year is you had a full training camp. Yeah. So that that's that's scary if you're watching a football team fan because last season you didn't, and the team still came together. Yeah. So that's going to be fun to watch. But overall, I expect to see as the season progresses, this yeah. team is just going to they're, they're going to jail. And defensively, they're going to get stronger and stronger. Yeah. They should be the top defense by the end of the season. Yeah. I really believe that. I just think that from what I saw in preseason, I just think that they look ready defensively. I think offensively, I think that's a thing that I, I agree with you. I think they'll start a little slow. Sure. I think defensively, I think Chase Young is already working off a of week 10 from what I've saw. Like, from what I've seen already, it's like he – I don't expect him to start slow, to be honest with you. I think he'll start fast. I just think that um, from what from what I've seen, it's just he looks motivated. And he looks – you know, you can see even in preseason – that the man has developed more skill because a lot of time, a lot, a lot of folks have stated, you know, last season that he was just working off of sheer, sheer athletic ability. And that's a lot of ability. Right. But still, um, you can see in the preseason that he wanted to showcase what he brought to the table. And you, you could tell that he learned from season one. and He has to drive to you know, to be a better football player. So I expect them. I expect the defense to start fast. I do think there'll be learning curves with, say, the um, with Jamin Davis being the rookie. I think that will be the learning. I think that will be the situation with one only a player on the defense starts pretty slow. Um, but I think, like you said, Ray, I think he'll get better over time. But I think Chase will be ready to rock and roll. Um, on Twitter, um, our man, our man Cameron Amingo uh, tweeted us: uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick can can he get this get the offense going going something that he didn't do during the preseason? Um, yeah, it goes back to what Ray and I were talking about. In the preseason, this team didn't finish drives. Um, so, and that's again, it's preseason, but you can only go off of what you see and we and what we've seen in the past from this offense in general. And they just have to they have to finish drives. And Ryan Fitzpatrick with this this unit, they've shown flashes in the preseason, but they didn't finish drives. So that's something I think everybody wants to see. They want to see uh, this offense, you know, with 
Scary Terry, with Niami Brown, with uh, with uh, Gibson and, and and Logan Thomas. See if these individuals can individuals can finish the drive. So, yeah, I, I think pretty much it's more offensively ge- geared. Um, but it will be an interesting game though, because like you said, Ray, like this one, this this Chargers team off defensively does have talent. Um, it's, it's like if they can it, can they put it all together to give this off give the Washington offense, you know. Uh, more of a, give a serious challenge. I expect it to it for it to be a challenge, but you know they got a lot of weapons on the other side of football too. Bro, are we going there yet? Because I want to ask you a quick question. Go ahead, bro. In reference to uh-huh. Dustin Hopkins, we talk about finishing drives. Yeah, that includes Dustin Hopkins Facts. being efficient. Facts. If Dustin Hopkins struggled this week, do you see a change, or do you see Ron bring in somebody? to challenge for that that starting kicker spot what do you think they already got a kid already in the practice squad from the chicago bears i forgot his, his i forget his name um but he's already he's been a kicker in the nfl so he's on a practice squad ready for just in just in case they say from what i've read it's more of a COVID situation so they wouldn't be kind of short you know if if hopkins hits gets COVID, they would have a kicker ready ready to go um but yeah i, I think that if he has a bad game uh I want to say his name is Panero or Panario or something like that. But okay. if he has a well, bad I game. Know, I know who he is. Yeah. I didn't hear that they brought him They in. brought him up. He's on practice right. squad. He's on a practice squad. He's in. Okay. All right. So if he, you know, if if he's, if he, if I believe Hopkins struggles, dude's replacing him. I think it's not just a COVID thing. I, I, I think that that's Hopkins' replacement if, you know, if Hopkins struggles. I would have wanted the, I would want the, I would have preferred them to get a better option because uh, <laughs> Chicago kickers are kind of iffy, but you know, it's, he is, I do That's think that, wonder, yeah, yeah I, I do think that, you know, if he starts off slow to your, when, to what you're talking about, I do think that, um, yeah, he's going to lose his job ASAP because you, they, this, this team can't afford to have guys can, to have kickers miss easy kicks when they need points, right? We can, they can't mm-hmm. afford to go on drives and get empty points off of say a 30 yard kick and you're missing him. You're missing these 30 yard kicks consistently. I'm not one of these ignorant football fans that say, Oh, you missed a 50 yard kick. Oh, you're, you're horrible. It's a 50 yard kick for a reason. I think there's certain kicks that we, we all can admit that are a little tougher than others. So when they miss it, you shouldn't be pissed off. Like it's a 50 yard, it's a 50 yard kick. Like let's be real. Like back in the day, that, those were hit or miss. You know, even your best kickers would miss those kicks. So every kicker is not Justin, Justin Tucker. So people have to chill out on that. But when it comes to like the 30, 40 yard, 40 yard kick, then yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think those are the kicks that if he misses, that we can all kind of talk and be like, oh, I can't believe you missed that. So on our Facebook page, same question, uh, some other posts, I'm going to read them all before we go to our next, uh, our next, uh, question or next topic. Sure. Uh, George uh, said the defense to score Chargers not playing Herbert in the preseason will be a big mistake. Also, Brandon Curry said pressure uh, from the defense and the off- offense take uh, taking shots down the field. And John Coasted said points. Um, all all right, good yeah. all good comments. I, we appreciate the posts and whatnot. But yeah, I feel like the defense they have to set the tone. I think that's I think that's that's essential. I think the defense has to set the tone. Um, the offense has to take advantage of their situation, of their plays, and they have to hit, they have to, not have to, but it'd be good to see them, um, come up with some explosive plays to make things a little bit easier rather than trying to, you know, have those long, extensive drives. Though I'm, I'm not against long, extensive drives, but, you know, it would be good to have some quick points, some easy points rather than kind of waiting it out. You know what I'm saying? So. Dude. 
when you play in a Chargers team that has a brand new coaching staff, yeah. I don't think the preseason matters that much. You're not going to know what's coming. It's going to be hard to game plan for them, which is the scary part about this team for me. And mm-hmm. we just had a, a text chain. Me, you, and Mo. Shout out to my man, Mo. You know, all, all burgundy, gold, everything. Mm-hmm. And Alvin Kamara is like his favorite player. Oh, my gosh. He's a Giants <laughs> fan, but he loves Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and similar to Alvin Kamara, the, the L.A. Chargers have – Austin Eckler. Eckler, yeah. He's kind of like hot on this fantasy football. I know, game, man. I mean, I'm not on right uh, now, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. I, I've, been, I've been seeing that all day on social media as well. But think about this. Joe Lombardi, he's now the OC for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He coached Darren Sproles and, of course, who we just mentioned, Alvin Kamara. If you look at Austin Eckler's his skill set, he's very similar to, to Kamara. And I think he's going to pose some issues for the Washington football team and getting – this L.A. Chargers offense off the field because along the defenses on the field, they're fatigued yeah. and that going to be as effective. So that worries me. Although, again, yeah. it comes back to what I said about the offense, of course. If Washington can keep that offense off the field, then by running the ball and, and, and converting on third down, he'll be fine. But we'll see. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Austin Eckler up, up, up close and in person. My, my biggest fear with the Chargers, with, with, I mean, I guess the biggest challenge the Chargers pr- – uh, poses the quarterback. I think Justin Herbert is just a dude. He's just that dude. I'm not. It's, it's more than Eckler. I think Eckler is fine. I, I don't. I don't rate him as high as Kamara. I think he does certain things that are good for that football team. I think it's a little bit for me when I watch Eckler. I think he was better in a certain system. But he's 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 solid. He's he's a good running. He's a good running back. Oh, see, see, you disrespectful, bro. You you did the same thing to Kamara. Was like he ain't on. Like, no, he ain't, but he's not. I mean, Kamara was. He's not a Kamara. But look, look, look. I mean, how many how many times how many. I, how many times has Eckler gone over a thousand yards rushing? Bro, in in 2019, you talking about running? Running, yes, running. I'm just talking about yards. Yes, I'm saying like I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Like Kamara's a thousand yard rusher and a high level reception. I'm not again. I'm just saying in terms of running the football, right? Because I'm not saying just in the passing game because he's great in the passing game. Like I agree with you, he's great in the passing game. But as a runner, he's not like he's a two way dog. Like I think there are certain there are certain levels. Are you, are you telling me? Are we? Is he more? He's more comparable to a Darren Sproles. If you want to say that, I'll give you that. But I think Kamara is more of a a dual threat than Eckler. Eckler, and it's not a knock with Eckler. I'm not saying he's a bad running back. And he's not going to be a threat. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that um, when we're talking about Kamara, that's a. And you're right. I was hating on that dude in the beginning, so I'm not going to like act like I wasn't. <laughs> but I, I, I'll say it like this to kind of translate what I think you're trying to say is. Austin Eckler's not an every down back. Yeah, he's just not. Like, it's not, I'm okay, not. I, 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 yeah. I respect that. I just feel like it's certain guys that give the Washington football team problems. You know what I'm saying? I even saw glimpses of that last season, like the Cincinnati game with um, Giovanni Bernard, who can catch out the backfield. Yeah, but again, you're, 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 but, yeah, but you're talking about. Okay, so this is the thing. What you're comp- comparing that to is slow, slow linebacker play. That's just a whole different. Yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Yeah, you're comparing that to slow linebacker play. And then, well, you're right. They were faster than there. Like, that's the same thing, reason why Daniel Jones can run for like a, a hundred yards on him. <laughs> you know, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, Eckler won't have a good game. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just, if we're, if we're going off of, it's a different scheme. It's a different unit in terms of speed anyway. That too, it's just a different unit in terms of speed, but it, it can definitely play out the way you're the way you're saying. I'm just saying that like, for me, like that, that threat is that is that quarterback, like that quarterback dangerous, like he dangerous. And then they got wide receivers, they got weapons. It's not like they don't have wide receiver mm-hmm. weapons. They have um, uh, what's it, dude, dude? Um, what's I'm having a moment right now. Their star wide receiver. You know what I'm talking about right now? He played for Tennessee in college. 
I want to say, I was like, what is his name? Uh, number 13. What am I having this moment for? Why am I having this moment? Keenan Allen. Thank you. Sorry. Keenan yeah, Allen. Allen. Thank you. Keenan Allen. They have Keenan Allen. They got the, the kid from Clemson and Mike and Mike, yeah, Williams. Mike Williams. Um, they have another dude. I like Mike yeah, I like, I like Mike Williams. They have another dude too. They have like, like three decent receivers. And so they got studs, man. Like they got studs. So Allen's going to have, he's going to have, I mean, uh, Herbert's gonna have talk, he's gonna have opportunities to make big plays because Ke- um, Keenan Allen's one of the best route running wide receivers in the game, and uh, so folks like uh, Jackson, um, St. Jude's, Fuller, they're gonna have their hands full. So I, I just think that you know they do have weapons. It comes in, brother. Yeah, that's what the pressure. That's what it is. But the thing about and this is the cool thing, the thing that does help out the Washington football team is that Herbert likes to hold on to the football and make plays. So it gets, it's gonna get individuals like Chase Young and. Sweat, you know, opportunities to put to put to put a hit on him. You know what I mean? Because okay, he does so like to he does like to make are plays. Are you saying that fast linebacker play means that your current linebacking core can cover running backs out in space better than they did before? That's my point. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to figure it out. Because yeah, I respect where you're coming from, but I think for me at least, this is just me personally. Yeah. I gotta see it first. Yeah, you gotta see I'm it. But, I'm not one of those guys yeah. that I'm like Jamin Davis is dumb athletic, as Lake Lewis said, which is absolutely accurate. Yeah. However. Until we see kind of him evolve and develop, I think it's kind of a wait and see approach. Yeah, no, I agree. You know I agree. I just say it's, it's just it's just hard to state that the same dudes will give you problems if you got a whole different unit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same unit. Like you don't have um, what's the dude's name? Number 54 that who was Pierre Louise who was slow. Pierre Louise who was slow checking a lot. We're checking a run, who was checking running backs a lot. You're not gonna have him in coverage that much. You're gonna have Bostic. Bostic's gonna play out, huh? I said Mason Foster. Yeah, Mason. Exactly. That's another example too. In the past, Mason Foster. Oh yeah, in the past. In the past, you're right. But those, but it goes. But it does support your argument, right? That everything that you've seen the last some odd years, these type of individuals have given this defense issues because they had the same type of the same kind of player through these last some odd years. But they don't now. Like these linebackers are totally they're faster than they were before, and so that's the thing. Like you won't. They shouldn't be if coached correctly. They shouldn't be in that situation where they can't. You, you you having say a Mason Foster like on an Eckler shouldn't be happening. You won't it won't be happening. You got four you have four three four four speed and linebacker other than Bostic Bostic, you know what I'm saying? Bostic will be outside. He won't. I think they're gonna have they're having Jamin Davis in the middle, so he'll do most of the coverage anyway. So, I mean, we'll see. Again, I'm not. I get what you. I know you get where you're coming from, but I'm just saying like it won't. It shouldn't be as easy as it's been in the past. Put it that way. I think that's a fair way to state it. It, won't, it shouldn't be as easy as it was in the past. You're listening to the Urban Sports Team, part of Empire Media, which is at empiremedia.com. All right, so, you know, Curtis, you mentioned Curtis Samuel. He's coming back. I mean, sorry, I might say it's not a guarantee he's coming back, but he's been seen in practice, right? Do you think – well, I mean, what do you think his impact will be on Sunday? Of course he poses that down-the-field threat. I know um, my man Brandon mentioned that. He wants to see – the team takes shots. Mm. So Curtis Samuel, he's that he's that guy. I mean, you talk about speed. Diami Brown might be your fastest receiver at this yeah. point, just just from what I've seen. But still, mm. he's that vertical threat mm-hmm. that Washington over the course. I want to say the last decade, outside of you know Santana Moss, maybe comes to mind. Yeah, they've lacked. Oh no, just Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, respecting my bad. Yeah, uh, they they but but outside those two guys, they've lacked a consistent vertical threat. And then you didn't have re, uh, quarterbacks to get. Uh, these guys, the ball. Mm-hmm. I remember Cole McCoy saying, "Deshaun Jackson so fast." I can't <laughs> Facts, <it>. though. <laughs> so 
exciting part from our vantage point is that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the dude who you know will sling it down the field. Mm -hmm. He's done he's done it over the past several seasons, even though his situation has been messed up. He's been in and out of the lineup. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One thing start next week, like third on the depth chart. (laughs) he's He's number one here. There seems to be some loyalty and consistency with Coach Rivera's staff. So I'm thinking that Curtis Samuel, if he steps on the field, as as it was alluded to today, he may not be in the best condition in yeah. terms of game shape. I heard about but that. But he'll create that he'll create that either that threat or that decoy that you'll need, and that should help open things up for other guys, um, including in the tight end game. Yeah, I, I agree with that, everything you said. So to your point, that what would be what, what would be the biggest question mark going into the to the game? Would it be Curtis Samuel or would it be like something uh, else? Not at all. We I think we know what Curtis Samuel brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Familiarity with Ron helps. I think it's the it's the running game. Mm. I'm gonna keep saying over and over again: Are you going to average near 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 five yards a carry as a team? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should, and I think that with the threats that we're talking about a receiver, that should make it simpler to run the football. Again, what is going to be the scheme going in? What what is your offensive game plan? It's going to be fun to see Scott Turner without the excuses yeah. of the quarterback carousel yeah. and the injuries. Everybody's healthy coming to this game. The offensive line looks good. You actually up, upgraded there. So I'm thinking that if you run the ball effectively, that's going to be the key in hopefully securing a victory at home. Bruh. Biggest question mark, though. They haven't done it. Bruh, you just you just, name, you just named running games. You named all this other stuff. I mean, you said his name earlier, man. I, I saw Candyman. We, I'm going to mention his name. I don't <laughs> care, bruh. Like, hey, Scott Turner is the biggest, is the biggest question mark. Let's just keep it a mm. buck, bruh. That's the biggest question mark. Everybody, you like you said, the excuses have been out there. Oh, man. He, look at the quarterbacks he had last season. First look at the situation year. he had last year. It's his first yeah. year. You know what I mean? Now, hey, hey, there's no excuses no more, bro. There's no like like even we even when we was going on them a little bit in preseason. It was it's preseason. So we you can't tell. All right. Here we go. Season's about to start. So this he's the biggest question mark. What kind of offensive offensive coordinator is he? Is he the dude that gets pass happy? Is he the dude that believes in balance? Is he the dude that believes in the running game, in the running game of physicality? What, who is he as an OC? Like now, we're going to be able to answer that question, right? Cause there's, huh. because he has the question, he, there's no, oh, you got a limited quarterback or your quarterback's too immature. You know what I'm saying? You now have a healthy quarterback, mature. You know what I mean? You got a, you got a backup. And Heineke, who, who, who's familiar with your system, and Kyle Allen as a third string. So you have quarterbacks to kind of work your system the way you want it because they're familiar with you anyway. And then you got a vet, a guy who's over the last three seasons has been a productive quarterback. There's no excuses now, bro. Like, there's no excuses. I don't, I don't even care. Like, let's see who you are in terms of an offensive coordinator. Because everybody can't have an Aaron Rodgers. Everybody can't have a Tom Brady. All right? So we need – everybody can't have a Patrick Mahomes. So, or Justin Herbert, that's now in, now that's with the Chargers. So I'm just keeping the buck. Like, all right, let's see what you can do. Cause we know, for instance, he's the head coach, but we know what a Sean Payton can do with limited, you know, quarterback. We know what he can do. Ah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Can you adapt? Can you adapt? Can you adapt? When Taysom Hill comes in, yeah. they, they adapt to his strength. Exactly. They make adjustments. I, I even seen. Look at Shanahan. Look at Castle filled in when Tom Brady was out. For yeah. And the, and the Patriots still went 11 and 5. Now I know some people, but some people say, oh, that's the Patriots. Yeah. Nah. But what, what, what weapons did the Patriots exactly, have? Exactly, bro. That are better <laughs> than what Washington currently has yeah. in the receiving court. Yeah. Oh, look at, look at Shanahan. 
I mean, I'm talking about mm-hmm. Kyle. Look at how not this. I'm not. We Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but Matt Ryan had his probably his best year with with, with Kyle, right? Of course. All right. No, no. Look at look at Matt Matt Schaub Matt Matt Schaub, Matt Schaub yeah, in Houston yeah. with the Texans. So look at um uh Jimmy Jimmy G got him to the bowl. Now he's got a young dude in um. Trey Lance, that he make he it looks the part. It looks like a great fit because like but again because he has Kyle as his court as his court as his coach. McVay, McVay too. Yeah. So so I'm just saying like yo, we get to see now. There's no more what if, right? There's no more excuses. This is it. This is to me that's the biggest question mark. You know, there you what I'm go. I'm I'm totally with you on that one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was going mm-hmm. as well. Um, in terms of this being the first game, though, what do you expect the stadium to look like? I'm just going to say I think COVID is more of a factor than mm-hmm. lack of support because with Jason Wright on board, you have a female on the coaching mm-hmm. staff, Ron Rivera as head coach. This team is headed in the right direction from a PR standpoint, yeah. which I think is helping to increase or kind of reinvent themselves and bring back the fans. So I'm hoping that the fan support – Will be dope, but at the same time, we're cautious around these parts, bro. Yeah, like we are. <laughs> if you vax, unvax, we're <laughs> all wearing masks. We're not. We're not real quick to go somewhere, even if we had opportunity to cover the game as members of the media. Yeah. It wouldn't be just a, a simple decision. Well, it wasn't just a simple decision right away. You like, yeah. well, maybe I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. You know I mean? Because you are thinking about this virus, and the media themselves are the ones talking about the surges all over the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest factor. But I think the fan support is starting to restore. Yeah, I think it will be I think it'll be improved from what we saw over the last some odd years under, the, under a different regime. I think, as you could, as you mentioned, Ray, I just feel like the people I'm in charge, I'm a Jason Wright, you know, Julie Donaldson, in terms of working on you know, the communication PR team, um, these individuals have kind of made it open to kind of bring back the fans in, in, in many different elements, right? In, in various mm-hmm. different ways. So I just think that it's bringing more, um, bringing more momentum to the cause of bringing back the fans and bringing back that, 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 that feeling, right? Of being a Washington football team fan. So I think there, I think I expect on Sunday for them to have a good showing, a good turnout. It won't be, you know, it won't be, the visitors won't over, won't overwhelm the stadium, put it that way. Well, the the point was made that the Chargers should have too many fans around these spots. Uh, so that, you should not see bro, real talk, Chargers fans in Washington. I will tell you fans. this: in the past, that does that didn't even matter. Wow. There were certain teams that you'd be like, "How the are you I even?" Yeah, Mary, yeah, I'm just telling you that doesn't even matter. Sometimes in the past, there's been some weird teams that have kind of beat FedEx. That's how I look at it. Beat the fans in FedEx. That's all I'm saying. They've been, they've, they have been some weird teams. All right. So, it, how, how much pressure is it for this football team to start the season one and one and zero? Oh, they want to get to where I think they could be. Put it that way. I won't even say where uh, you, what, where I think they could be. Put a lot of stock into the first game. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit concerned. I'm one of those guys who I look at trends and mm-hmm. you know we we think about what may or may not jinx the team <laughs> and this preseason hype is not a good thing in my eyes because again we're talking about this offense and the first year Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starter Scott Turner still learning mm-hmm. I don't see like you mentioned earlier the offense necessarily gelling right away yeah I think it's going to take them a few games to develop that chemistry and consistency which says to me they'll probably lose this first game to a, to a Chargers team that mm-hmm. has a quarterback who is coming in, as you said, who's dynamic, dynamic, who is potentially going to be all-time great the way he started his career. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in with no pressure. 
you, you obviously come in with a new coach. Expectations aren't mm-hmm. the highest. You're not expected to win your division, obviously, because of who's in it. So they have nothing to lose, everything to gain in this game. Watching the football team, on the other hand, they're expected defensively at least to be great. And right now, I don't know if they're ready for those type of expectations. I think it's going to take some games to, to again, develop chemistry, especially on offense with your quarterback, your OC, mm-hmm. and in that running game. So I expect that they'll, they'll lose this first game, but no panic. I don't uh, want to see Twitter going off like we need changes here. It doesn't need to be sweeping. I say that every season. We don't need to be impulsive. Chill out. Facts. But, if you, of course, you win this game, of course it's going to feel good. And that's the worst thing that can happen to the rest of the league is, is if is this defense shows well and then they develop momentum off of one and no start. Yeah, I, I'm a little different. I think they do need to win this game. Um, to be <laughs> where I think you should be. No, I'm being real. Like, I just feel like, you know, if, if – because you, you you're gonna have other teams that to me are gonna be far better than than this team, and it's not it's not a knock on this team. I think the team they're playing is is an adequate is a team that could be anybody on any given Sunday. Could be this team on any given Sunday easily. Um, but if you're you know you're playing, it's a home game. It's an opportunity to kind of you know to 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 show the world or you know show you know show the NFL and other teams that this defense is for real. Because I expect the defense to set a tone. Like I don't I don't expect it to be easy for Justin Herbert. Just, I just feel like just. Just, just the, the combination of a lot of things in terms of, you know, his, his, his drive to make the big play. I think that kind of fits into what this defense wants to do. Um, but, you know, if, you know, if they come in this game and the Chargers dominate, then this is something they're going to have to kind of reevaluate. I mean, I feel like, but if it's to, to a point where, where we, like for me, how bullish I have been on this, this football team, uh, via social media, this is the game they need. You know what I mean? Because I'm a firm believer in setting momentum, right? You know, we talk about momentum all the time. I'm a firm believer in setting momentum. And if you can start this, you know, start the season strong, especially not being one of the, you know, the favorites, the quote unquote favorites to win it, to win it all or whatever. If you set the tone early, just like San Francisco did, um, when they got to the bowl, you set the tone early and let folks know you here, then yeah, then that just builds momentum to a point where, all right, if, all right, now everybody knows, and everybody now everybody in the locker room believes, and once a whole team, a whole unit believes, then then you know, you, then you know, you have something scary. Hmm, interesting. I think if you lose this first game, then there's going to be a sense of urgency coming in a week two. I don't think there's going to be heads held down and oh. frustrated, or I don't think there's going to be an overreaction. The Facts. fans are going to overreact. Yeah, game. but you know what? There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, in, in this situation because. Um, for some, the expectations are high. Yeah. So you want to win this first game. You want to start out like kind of like what you're mentioning. But for others, there's not just 16 games. There's 17 games. You, you have more games to play. You have an additional game at least. Mm-hmm. And that does make a difference if mm-hmm. you ask me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that you, you prepare for the long haul, which is why you built depth, built this roster the way you did. Dude, you got the right coaching staff. You got a good – you got a good – system in place right now mm-hmm. no panic if you lose this first game but of course if you win you want to you want to win every game so that's the goal you are correct sir you could you could take us to break right <laughs> <laughs> hey the WNBA has come out with their top 25 greatest players and we'll talk about this after the break you listen to urban sports team on empire media when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Ray Jeezy, myself, Wole, the homie Will T is out, and we are part of Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. All right, brother, prior to the break, I alluded to the WNBA coming out with this W25, the top 25 greatest WNBA players ever, and some, of course, popular names on there. Me and you remember the, the Houston Commons days when mm-hmm. they were just dominant. With Cynthia Cooper uh, and Cheryl Swoops, and obviously they had a rival back then. I ain't gonna say no name. Well, they had two rivals: yeah. they had Sparks, which had Lisa Leslie, and then they had the New York Liberty, which mm-hmm. on this list, Becky Hammond, is, I guess, representative. Of course, Elena Deladon represented Washington Mystics. That's what's up. To some degree, Tina Charles, even though sir, what second season with the, with the team, I don't really consider her like a a real Mystic. "Quote unquote," mm-hmm. unlike Elena, who I believe is going to have her jersey retired. Facts. Facts. But still, overall, the list looks amazing. But me and you have a mutual issue with it, yeah. and it seems like we have the same person we want on it, and we have the same person we want <laughs> off of it, and that is Teresa Weatherspoon going on the list, and Becky Hammond coming off. I'll yeah. let you share your reasons first, but, bro. Like it just it's it's crazy to me how she's not on it because like you mentioned they actually had epic battles with the New York Liberty versus the uh with the Houston Comets and you remember that that half court shot that she hit like she was she to me she was a player that just wasn't she she embodied what the WNBA was right it was the underdog trying to build it build his brand up man she was a pit bull on the court she strapped she did whatever she took it took to win a win a basketball game she was a she's a hall of famer that's one she's a hall of famer um and she led that team, a team that was supposed to be led by Rebecca Lobo, right? Because that was the play they wanted to to promote. But it was her. It was her. She was the one. You know what I mean? So when you think of the New York Liberty, you don't even think of Becky Hammond. You think of Cynthia Cooper. I mean, excuse me, um, Teresa Witherspoon. That's what you think of. So I'm like, yo, how is she not on the list? Like, it makes no sense. And then to, for me, when we look at popularity, she helped build that brand of the WNBA. Like, to me, I always reference this to and I reference this like back then when you look at the 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 founding fathers or the founding the founding women, excuse me, of the WNBA, in terms of the highest pop in terms of popularity, the most exciting time to really watch it for me was that time. And you had a bunch of Hall of Fame women, Hall of Famers, 
balling and they play with grit and she was no she was no exception she was not the second tier lower tier she was she was at the top of the game she was up there now she was she is as skilled as a Cynthia Cooper or skilled as a Cheryl Swoops no she wasn't but she brought her energy her dog to the table she took she was like to me like a Gary Payton ish type of baller you know what I'm saying Mm. she was I just that to me that's a big that's a big that's a big miss for the WNBA she should definitely be on the list Okay, so we had Chastity Melvin on the show. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Maybe I'll mention her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just get her comments because she said on this show, our era was special. Like she it said, was. Like, this current era right era right here does not compare. It does to when the comments was like a dynasty. Yeah, and actually was drawing interest from fans Ev- everywhere, all everywhere, bro, everywhere. The WNBA today, I love it. Me and you, we love it. We've covered it. We've yeah. been there in person. But it's not drawing the same interest, at least from my vantage point, that it was back then. Yeah. And why is that important? Because back then, in this special era, Teresa Weatherspoon was a top 10 pick. Mm. A top 10 pick when the WNBA was just kind of getting off, off the ground, correct? Yeah. Inaugural draft. She's also two-time defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Gary Payne. She's trapped. Also, she's a five-time All-Star, mm-hmm. and she led the league in assists before. Mm-hmm. So right there, that says to me, Becky Hammond doesn't compare. And then when I compare it to like the men's side, we celebrate, or the media celebrates guys like Draymond Green all the time. All the Draymond time. Draymond Green can have two points, three assists, <laughs> ten rebounds, and it's like, he's just a heart and soul. It, team. And he's on the he's on the Olympic team. He's on the all-star team. He's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. And they come out with a freaking list. Draymond Green is probably going to be on it. Like, he's paid like a top guy. Like, yeah. he's got the max dollars. And it's like, seriously? Like, I, I mean, and I like Draymond. You know yeah. I like Draymond. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like his attitude, per se. But that's okay. But my point is, if we're going to celebrate a guy like Draymond Green, who, as Charles Barkley joked, puts up triple singles, then Teaspoon, who defended, was defensive player of year twice, the heart and soul of your team, how come she's down on this list? But Becky Hammond is. I know Becky Hammond played uh, for the Russian national team. She has dual citizenship. That's great. She couldn't get a spot on the Olympic team here, which says something, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I just I, I just don't get why she was left off. And and unfortunately, it's not anything necessarily personal against Becky Hammond. I can't see anybody else except for maybe Katie Smith that I could take off. Yeah, exactly. I think Katie Smith can be taken off. I think I think a lot of people I mean, I think it's I don't like to take people off list. I I won't do that. You know what I mean? Like I won't do that, but I mean I, I well in this situation, that's for like anybody other than obviously the all time greats that we, we that we see on this list. But she deserves it. She needs she deserves that credit. You know what I'm saying? Especially for the WNBA because if we're looking at who's done a lot for the WNBA, Teresa Witherspoon should be on there. Like she did so much for the league. So so much. Because to be real with you, Don Staley is probably more talented than some of these people on this list. But I'm not saying that she should she's she should be on here because Don Staley's impact isn't as big as Teresa Witherspoon. I, if you the argument, if, if the argument who was a better basketball player, I would say Don Staley was a better basketball player. But that doesn't mean anything in terms of the impact to the no, WNBA. No. You get what I'm saying? Like her impact for the WNBA was bigger than anything. Again, I'm gonna say this again. Go back to back then, what Rebecca Lobo was doing in UConn, right? And what they, how they were pushing her to be like the actually not just the face of the. Um, of the of the New York Liberty, but the face of the league, right? They tried to push her that hard. She would, but this that's just downplay. She, she, I think she was injured for a little bit. She came on to the team, and then it would it was still Teresa with the Spoon team. Like it was her team. It was she was the face of that with Becky Hammond on the squad. With all these individuals on the squad, she was the face of this team. 
of that team. So I'm just saying, like, she she should definitely be on there, dog. It should even be like I'm looking at the list. I'm like, come on, man. And I guess the, the reason why Becky Hammond does stick out to me because they were both on the same team. Uh, Weren't they both on the same I team? I don't know about that. I just like I said, I can't look at anybody else. That I can. But when they both on, the, I'm right though. They both on the same team though, right? They were both. Yeah, on, yes, I'm saying like that's what yeah. sticks out to me. Like they're both on the same team. Becky was a scorer. Yeah, she was a scorer. I, but they I know bo- what you mean on terms of just the impact. Yeah. Like, who was the face of that squad? But yeah, clearly teaspoon. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. So it's like no doubt. And I think if for a while, and my memory serves me correctly, for a while Becky was coming off the bench when teaspoon was starting. And then they incorporated her as a starter eventually. I, I I feel like she was coming off the bench for a little bit in the beginning of the season. It is what it is, though. I I, I kind of that kind of rubs me the wrong way. It just does. And it's nothing against Becky Hammond because she was a good shooter, good scorer for the team. She did a lot for the uh, the New York Liberty. This is not for me. I'm not bad mouthing Becky Hammond. I think Becky Hammond had a great WNBA career. But we're talking about top 25, man. It's it's you know this is she need, this, this 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 needs to be said. Like Teresa Witherspoon. Should be appreciated. And she's a Hall of Famer, bro. Again, she's a Hall of Famer. She's not a Hall of Famer for no reason. She got inducted to the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. That, let, that should let you know already, you know what I mean, like where she should have been on this list. So on this list, who do you feel as though is considered the greatest? I'm going to tell you Maya Moore is my pick off the jump. I guess the, the go. Maya Moore. And Maya Moore is someone who obviously halted their career mm-hmm. to, to – pursue other interests and to pursue a cause that I just think is amazing. Like, she's yeah. no cap with her at all. Definitely. But as, as much as Tarasi was a killer on the court, oh, man, I don't think there's anybody who can compare as an all-around player and just a flat-out beast than Maya Moore. Um, and it started back when she was in high school. Yeah. But who would you say is the quote-unquote? Are we going to say the GOAT like Clarissa? The GOAT, yeah. The yeah. GOAT. yeah, the GOAT. The GOAT, my man. Um, the, the, the greatest woman, baby, or lady. I will I say the, okay, the, the, the best... The best ball player I've seen in the WNBA. I'm just going to just limit it to the WNBA. I'm going to say Cynthia Cooper. I thought what she was doing back, like she was clutch. Like even with Cheryl, even with Cheryl Swoops was, you know, there. Like real talk, you saw the struggle. And I love Cheryl Swoops. I think Cheryl Swoops to me is like the best, was the best basketball player I've seen, like female basketball player I've seen in a long time. But even when you watch them together and just to see the, the big shot making, what, you know what she did down the stretch, the consistency, what she did down the stretch, the 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 consistent the consistent jumper she put out there, like she was dog, she was like that, like and I and Maya Moore is, is awesome, that no knock. I like I even like I think Ella uh, Della Don is one of the best female players I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Uh, but in terms of like the WNBA game and just you know postseason impact, you know especially when you're going against in, in competitive in competitive games and whatnot, just to see how she. Her, she brought her game to another level. You know what I mean? It, she, she just had that, that aura. She had that vibe. She had that glow that was like, all right, you know what? It's my time. It's just rival basketball players that I've seen at that particular point in time. You know, like the Kobe's, the Michael Jordan's, you know what I'm saying? Folks who, Matt Johnson, Larry Bird, folks that, all right, it's go time. You need me to step up. I'm here with Tina Thompson. I'm here with Cynthia Cooper, but it's my time. You need me to step, step up. And a lot of times, even when you had Cynthia, I mean, you had uh Cheryl Swoops and Tina Thompson on the squad. She always her 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 star always shined bright to me in those situations. And you can ask Al. I used to always it's like, oh, I'm pro I'm pro Cheryl Swoops, but when you go back and watch it, you see it like Cynthia Cooper Cooper with all those Hall of with those two Hall of Famers on the court. She always stood out to me. 
Sorrel Swoops had a baby yeah. at the time. Yeah. And obviously that halted part of her season. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia Cooper, of course, had this meteoric rise. Yeah. Van Chancellor said on the Sorrel Swoops special, like, once he saw Cynthia Cooper hoop, he was like, I ain't tripping off Sheryl Cooper. <laughs> Swoops knew that. Yeah. And as a result, she was like, hold up. This is my spot. But yeah. I love that competitive fire for Sheryl Swoops. I think if you talk about who's more talented, I think Sheryl Swoops yeah. is more talented than Cynthia Cooper. Of course, yeah. Of course. I guess from what you're talking about, similar to Teresa Weatherspoon, the impact that Cynthia Cooper Oh, my had, God. It's crazy. Like the, Rock, the Rockets fans. They were insane. Similar yes. When the Rockets were winning championships, yeah. they went back-to-back. Those crowds for the comments look very similar. Very similar, bro. And you can't say that about any other Mm -hmm. team in the history of this league that had that type of following and that type of attendance as what we saw in Houston. And that, in large part, was due to Cynthia Cooper. And she was a relatively, at least to us who did not follow women's basketball, she's a relatively unknown. Thank you, bro. Exactly. Miller was like that. Yeah, you know, she was she was the name that stood out because of her brother, brother and yeah. her family, and because of what she did at USC. Yeah, and everybody used to talk about women's basketball. Yeah, but I didn't know who Cynthia Cooper was. Me either. I, I didn't either. That's what's so funny. Like I didn't like I heard about like all right Cheryl Miller when when she decided to come come you know try when come back to play. I only knew like Cheryl Miller. You knew of her because like you said Reggie, but then you used to hear stories about how she was better than Reggie, right? So I was like, oh, I got to see this chick play. Like I got to see her play. Like so, I was so enthused about seeing her play, but then you see Cynthia Cooper, you're like, "Oh, this this chick, this chick mean, <laughs> like she she mean." So it's it's crazy, man. Like, but it's 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 but she wasn't even like my favorite player back then. I know I was like, we're going. There's so many good current players like Deanna Deanna uh, Deanna Taurasi. To me, is is so skilled. Like I think she's arguably like the most skilled. I know I just mentioned Miami. I think Diana Taurasi just super skill what she can do with the basketball how she can score and whatnot but even going back then like to me like the most underrated baller for the WNBA has always been Yolanda Griffin I think Yolanda Griffin was like that she was like a double double ready to happen she was 20 and 10 easy I don't think she's underrated I think, I think so. the WNBA uh-huh. and her going head to head with Lisa Leslie yes. I feel like some people can be real that she was she, she get the best of and she did bro and and Everybody who knows basketball could see that. Mm-hmm. For me, is Lauren Jackson. Like Lauren, Lauren Jackson, Jackson, mean bro. She mean too. Dude, I agree too. She mean. You you know we talk about basketball was kind of phasing out of Seattle mm-hmm. from a professional standpoint on the professional level, mm-hmm. and Lauren Jackson was out there hooping. Mm-hmm. This is before uh, this current group. Yeah. By the way, I, I mean they're awesome. They're awesome. They're skilled. Has been holding, She's been carrying that mantle and. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to talk about today today's player. Yeah, um, Brianna Stewart, of course. Yeah, she's she a beast. Lauren, Lauren Jackson, and she's not even American, which is amazing. She mm-hmm. came to the country, Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. She she took the lead by storm. Like she could she could do it all. She was like Dallas Shrunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I feel you. I feel Somebody you. Who was underrated but yeah. the ball. So that's what I would say is the most underrated player on this list. Although for those WNBA and just basketball purists and mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. We all know what Lauren Jackson could do. Yeah. yeah, she was a beast. You're right. Like she was a beast. I just there was so many, so many, so many talent. There's so many talented girls. Again, the, the list is dope. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, take any credit away for anybody on this list. You know what I mean? But I, we, I'm, I'm gonna go back to what we start when we started talking about in the beginning. Is that you know when I saw that saw the list, that omission was was big time to me, bro. Like it was a big omission to me. 
Because I expected, when I was doing my research, I expected to see it. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking through it. I'm, I expected to see it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, or, no, I just, I expected to see it. It was almost similar to, I, I want to say, yeah, when, um, cause I don't think he made it, uh, the, the top 50 players, when I didn't see Dominique Wilkins' name on the list, I was like, like, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Cause at that particular point in time, Dominique was like fifth in the NBA or top five in the NBA in scoring, career, I mean, all time scoring. So I'm like, this doesn't make any, this doesn't make any sense. So it's similar to that. Like this omission is to me similar to that, to that. But it's even bigger to me. It's just that because because if it wasn't for a player a player like her being that being that marketable, being that player, especially in New York, who's the, who's to say the WNBA even lasts? That's how mm. that's that's how impactful she was. Who's to say the if if she wasn't her? Like okay, you. I mean, don't get don't get it twisted. Like Cooper. Swoops and um Thompson were dope. Like they were dope in terms of how they held down the league. But truth be told, they needed they needed their Joker on that New York side. You know, they were Batman, but they needed their Joker. And New York was that Joker. And they the reason they were that Joker was because of because of uh Teresa Teresa Witherspoon. That's the the reason why they even got to that point. Hmm. And you making your case? I totally agree. Like yeah. I said, we had a former WNBA player on this show mm. who acknowledged that that era yeah. does not compare to this current one. Facts, bro. And at the time, we're mentioning two ladies in Teresa Weatherspoon and Cynthia Cooper who were integral mm-hmm. in making the league what it was at the yeah. time. And so shout out to those ladies. Teaspoon, I know she ain't really tripping. Her impact is felt yeah, as is. we're discussing. And like you said, Hall of Famer. So definitely. And I want to get up, sh- and shout out to also Lisa Leslie. She was part of that that that, that group that was holding oh, it down definitely. too. I'm not going to. She could dunk. She, yeah. So I'm not going to act like she. You know, when L. A. got to, I think L. A. even played New York in the in, in the finals too. So I'm not going to even act like it was just Houston. L. A. got a point where they played uh, New York in the finals too as well. So, but yeah, don't, again, I'm glad that these women are getting their, you know, getting getting their flowers, getting their shine, getting having a list like this is is dope. Um, hopefully, again. Um, you know, people continue to watch the brand because the WNBA is getting better even with talent. If we're looking at talent, it's getting better and better. All right. So, you know, we're going back. It's the Urban Sports Scene Football Garbage Time NFL Pick'em Challenge. We back, baby. We back in the building early. We'll make our week one picks after the break. Listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig? Deuces on Empire Media. Okay, okay, okay. Counting on my body, damn the things just start to pop. Judge me how you judge me, take them bitches out the trap. But honey niggas, how them niggas love you now? You don't know love, you don't love me like my child. Lay your ass down and that liquor get you fired up. Turn up every day, girl, it don't say that in the Bible. Can't give it up, cause you love the lifestyle. Told the girls to meet at top. Now y'all doing shots. Now them bitches got you fired. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Ray Jeezy, Wole, I mean, and Wole, my man Will T out again. Uh, AR, say what's up to Will T if you're listening to the show. Will T. Will T. And also, we are part of Empire Media at empiremedia.com. All right, make sure you also make sure you check out 
I mentioned them before, but the Football Garbage Time podcast at www.footballgarbagetime.com. We have a weekly battle of NFL Pick'em games with them as part of the of our excuse me Urban Sports Scene Football Garbage Time podcast challenge. All right, you can you can check out the standings at www.footballgarbagetime.com. All right, man. All right, man. all right, Ray. We're about to make our week one picks. You know what I'm saying? This is like, man, we back at it, Ray. Here we go. Ready, brother. You ready, ready, bro? You ready? All right. All right. Submitted my. Uh, all right. Submitted my uh, stuff via our pick'em challenge. Anyway, but here we go. Oh, did I? My man. My man. All right. And my survivor pick. Oh, right, so I'm not in the survivor thing. That's too much work. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like you're not doing the fr- the fr- uh, the fantasy football joint. Yeah, I'm not I'm doing. Huh? I'm on a bench this year. Yeah, I'm on a, a well, I'm on a bench with the with the survivor. Survivor. Um, okay. I was like, I need to take a break. There's a lot. It's a lot, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. You know I can't pick the Cowboys in this one, baby. I gotta go <laughs> and Bruce Arians, I love what he's doing. And, yeah. and uh, another Chase Young. We got we got a young guy on the Cowboys. Oh, man, a beast, man, Michael Pearson. Boy, Tom Brady, not the smart move. Oh, know, is he? Is at he? this point, there's nothing I can say to disrespect Tom Brady. He can retire whenever he wants. He's that dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the Bucks just because I can't go with the Cowboys. Y'all already know who I am. All right, uh, <laughs> Eagles versus the Falcons. I already know who oh, I'm man, going. Oh man, this is this is the battle of the first and second pick potentially for next. Man, it's not that bad for y'all. Stop um, it, bro. Don't do that. It is not that bad for y'all. Looking forward to seeing Kyle Pitts. That dude is explosive. Ain't I'm he? My guys, the Falcons. I I got him. I got him on my fantasy football team. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. I, mean, I love Kyle Pitts. Um, hey, is Fabian Monroe starting for y'all at cornerback? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, you don't know. I was I had to ask I have, you. I, I have I have a couple YouTube shows that I follow, but to be honest, I told you this. I've been following the Washington football team. I know long. you told me that. You and told with, me that. With with the Falcons is not being in contention at this point, and yeah. I don't know what they did in terms of coaching, I, um, the moves they made. Mm. I have kind of fallen back over these past few seasons. I don't know if he's starting, um, but the defense, hey, they can't get any worse than they were. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Steelers versus the Bills. I got Buffalo. Yeah, I got Buffalo too. Uh, Vikings versus the Bengals. I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins, our former friend, our cousins down yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> Captain Kirk. Uh, Niners versus the Lions. These games are kind of my yeah. survivor pick right here. San Fran all day. You got San Fran? That's your survivor pick. Yeah, I got San Fran too. Cardinals versus the Titans. I'm gonna take the Titans. Derrick Henry, man, he's that guy. Yeah, I'm going with and the Titans. Goes over there now. He, he's got another good year left in him. I think I won. I got one of my fantasy leagues, so he got one more good year. I know he has one. He has that one rainy most year in him. That's all. That's how. That's how I call it. Uh, the uh, Seahawks versus the Colts. I have the Titans too. If I say, man, it's a tough. It's a tough game because the Colts defense is really good, but I think Jacob Beeson is going to take a little. He's going to take a little more time to develop. I know the Colts fans are pretty excited about Eason, but. Hey, I got to see it first, so I'm going to go with the safe bet, and that's Russ. Well, wait, uh, my man Carson ain't starting? I thought he was hurt. But I don't now he's coming back. Know. Yeah, they say he should be ready for week one. That's why. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they say he should be ready for week one. You scared me. I'm about to say it. Yeah, I got the Colts, but only because the Colts' defense has nothing to do with quarterback play. Colts' defense is mean, like like you mentioned. Chargers versus – Yeah, I got the Colts. Only because the Colts' defense is mean is – yeah, because the defense is mean. It's not to do, it has nothing to do with the quarterback, to be honest with you. It's more to do with the defense. Um, Chargers versus the the Washington football team. You have I know you have the Chargers, right? I got the Chargers. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. Uh, Jets versus the Panthers. I got the Panthers. 
Ray has the Panthers. I have the Panthers as well. Yeah, I got the Panthers in this one. Jaguars versus the Texans. <laughs> it's a bad <laughs> game. It's a bad game. game. <laughs> Say so who you got? Trevor Lawrence, uh-huh. Jacksonville. Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jacksonville too. I just, I, Ty, Tyrod Taylor got the starting job, but it's the Texans. It's the Texans. I'm sorry, this is not the same Texans. Browns versus the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with KC, of course. Yeah, I'm gonna go KC. This is a lot of like a lot of the same. All right, Dolphins versus the Patriots. I got the Dolphins. Me too, man. What the hell? I got the Dolphins too. Jeez. All right. Packers versus the Saints. I got the Saints. Me too. I got the Saints too. God damn. All right. Broncos versus the Giants. Shout out to Mo. I'm taking the G-Men. All right. I got the Broncos. All right. Cool. I know we're going to have something different. Thank you, Jesus. All well, the right. The game was different too. I picked, this, I picked Seattle. So. I know. We're good. It's like two out or whatever. <laughs> Bears versus the Rams. Uh... I got the Rams. Yeah, I got the Bears. It's okay, we got a couple of different ones. We had like three different ones. All right, Rams. I mean, it's the Ravens versus the Raiders. In an upset, Las Vegas Raiders. You taking the Raiders? Yeah, why not, man? Why not? No, we're having fun. I feel you. I got the Ravens. The Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens have two of their top running backs out for the season. Facts, man. And they just, you know what they just got? They just got, what's the name? Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> they're top running back. I love it, bro. I love and it. And their passing game has not been the best. So you know, I'm going to go Vegas in the upset. You know, hey, know what's so funny? Implications on the line. Man, bro. You know what's. Waller. You know what? He was like the old Vernon Davis and the old, uh, what, what's his name? Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. I know he a, he a G, bro. He a G, dog. He a G. Real talk. He a G. Like, he a beast. Waller is that dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. That I, it looks like. All right, Ray. Who's gonna be your survivor? Your survivor pick was uh, who again for, for the football garbage time? Who was your survivor oh, pick? My survivor pick was the 49ers. I'm so, going safe this year. Mm. My dumb butt was eliminated week one last year. All right, Ray Niners, baby. Y'all hear it here. You know what I'm saying? The Niners is the Niners are Ray's survivor team. That was up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. Make sure, make sure you all subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Ampire Media shows as well as other great content. We appreciate you. we appreciate you all for listening to the show. We went about three minutes over, but that's cool. Three minutes over is cool. Ray, you anything you want to say to the people before we jet out? If you live out here where I am, you see a zebra, call somebody. All right, man. My man says Africa. He says this I'm African. I see wildlife. That's what's up, man. This is my guy. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig? Deuces. A mega. Lead us out, big homie.